Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Wall of Power Radio Hour. This is your host, Paul Metza. We have one of our favorite guests on tonight for the whole show in an episodes that we call Checkpoint Charlie. Mr. Charlie Pierce is an incredible uh, writer, liberal blogger for Esquire.com, and a Twitter maniac, a sports nut, and an all-around good guy with fantastic taste in music. Charlie, how are you today? I'm doing very well, Paul. How are you? Hey, the president's coming to your town next week. Paul. I know, and I ha I have a gig, but I'm just, you know, I can use the money, but uh, I almost feel like I owe it to myself to experience the insanity in person. Oh, I mean, this could be a, this could be an epic one, given all that's gone on the last couple of weeks. <clears throat> yeah, and uh, I just, uh, there's something going on underground. I know they're passing out a lot of whistles. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, with different progressive groups. So, And uh, uh, Mayor Fry pretty much made out a statement that said uh, uh, Minneapolis is not about the, the types of views that uh, our president espouses. So it's going to be uh, a really interesting uh, afternoon and evening down at the Target Center, which hey, is... Hey, time, time to bring that DFL Wellstone Thunder. Yeah, well, there's... Uh, I'll, I'll tell you what, it's... Um, uh, Minnesota will be prepared. Uh, what's nice about that part of downtown, the Target Center is just almost kitty-corner from First Avenue, the greatest rock and roll club in the world, so we'll have some of that. The rock and roll DFL Thunder hopefully combined to uh, let this guy know how we really feel about yeah, him. Yeah, with, 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 with a little Prince thrown in uh, besides. That was his house. That was Prince's house. Yeah. You know, it's... Um, uh, my favorite Bob Dylan line from It's All Over Now, Baby Blue, is take what you have gathered from coincidence, which I'm guessing Bob probably stole from a Chinese fortune cookie, but it's a great line. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, it's the 140th birthday of Joe Hill. Is it really? Yeah. The great, Happy birthday, Joe. Yeah. Sorry things turned out the way they did. But. Yeah, but uh, a great uh, member of the International Workers of the World, songwriter, Tough Swede, uh, who was uh, executed by firing squad uh, on a trumped-up murder charge. And uh, the, the great story, and I have to believe it's true, uh, when uh, Joe Hill was standing in front of the firing squad, he was the guy that said, fire. Wow. <laughs> So, and, again, and, and we got a great song out of it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, so we uh, send our, uh, uh, our our progressive love out there, the Joe Hill in Progressive Heaven, wherever that might be. And then uh, before we get into the... I think uh, it's in Madison. I think it's in Madison, actually. Okay. <laughs> might be in the Iron Range, though, too. There's a lot in the Iron Range. Love Madtown, though. Uh, every time I've been there, I've had a, I've had a ball. Uh, before we uh, get into the swamp that is uh, uh, modern-day politics, let's talk a little bit about the passing of the great Ginger Baker, drummer for the Cream. Yeah, I, I know. I, you know, uh, 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 apparently a remarkably talented, remarkably awful human being. Yeah, have you seen the documentary? That no, came I haven't. I oh. want to. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to watch it this week, I think. Beware, Mr. Baker. It's phenomenal. There's several things about it that 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 I loved, other than its you know in, true insight into a madman. But uh, when he uh, when he was a teenager and got addicted to heroin, there's these really great animated uh, parts of that part of the movie that really um, give you a feel for what he must uh, must have gone through uh, psychologically and physically uh, becoming addicted to heroin. That stuff's very powerful. Uh, and then when he hooked up with uh, Fela Kuti at uh, Fela's club in uh, Nigeria, uh, and then racing horses across the desert. But there's a really poignant scene, Charlie, that I'll think you uh, think you'll dig a lot. Speaking of uh, uh, the irascible Ginger Baker drummer for the Cream, was when the guy that was doing the documentary went to his house towards the end of uh, the filming. And he was met at uh, Ginger Baker's fence, and <laughs> Ginger beat the hell out of him with his cane. <laughs> it's funny, the guy's just like literally bloody, broken nose, bloody. It was like, yeah, well, we still got a few well, suppose, more. I mean, I, I heard somebody this week, you know, on some 
retrospective on his life after his passing. And by the way, what were the odds that he? What was the over under on how long he was going to live? I never thought he'd make eighty. Yeah, and, yeah I didn't know if he'd make fifty. <laughs> I mean, look, he if you look at the old cream films, he looked cadaverous then. Yes, he did. I mean, but supposedly, uh, and I don't know where I read this, but when Springsteen fired Vinny Lopez and was hiring a new drummer, mm-hmm. who eventually, who he, who eventually, obviously became Max Weinberg. Supposedly, the classified ad he put in the music papers was uh, "drummer wanted," blah blah blah. No Ginger Baker types. <laughs> I I think I've heard that. You know, <laughs> I, I had the pleasure when I was uh, booking a blues club here in uh, Minneapolis in the early aughts. I brought uh, uh, Vinny Lopez and and his version of Steel Mill to the club. And wow. and I did a really great interview with Vinny at his hotel room afterwards. Really wonderful guy. You know, and to me, I mean, you can't beat Max Weinberg. He's incredible. But you listen to that early uh early Springsteen stuff with Vinny and man, that was the that was that jazz part of uh, the jazz rock. Well, uh, yeah, that that and David Sanchez. Yeah, exactly. Who- is a genius keyboard, but I have no idea what he's doing now. Do you have any idea? No, I. Uh, I know he went into jazz. I mean, that was his. That was his thing. I remember hearing a couple of years ago he was working on a project. So thankfully, he's still yeah. with us. Uh, yeah. But Vinny was uh, quite. He's really a gentleman, and uh, but boy, I just love that. You know, that first and second Springsteen record with Vinny Lopez behind the drums. And then if you go look at any of that uh, stuff that's on YouTube, it's just. Uh, yeah. He really had it going on um you know max is great but uh they were really you know two different uh, approaches to the well, kit you know max max is max is great for the four-hour epic shows with nine million changes in it yeah because you know? he's, he's essentially a broadway pit drummer yeah exactly well you know more than anything else uh, a buddy of mine who lives uh, down in Nashville, his name is Billy Alcorn. He does. Uh, he's got a company called Alcorn Custom Cases, and he does custom cases for uh, Billy Gibbons and uh, Allison Krauss, and you name it. Uh, uh, U two, uh, Metallica, and I believe that Max's son plays in the Insane Clown Posse. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I'm 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 almost absolutely sure that's correct. Not to be confused with the Ukraine clone posse. Yeah, I was going to say not to be confused with the, with the completely insane clown posse that we have running the government right now. Hey, the I, utterly insane clown posse. Oh my God! It's it's what, what's happened to this country? You know, my I, if I ever run into Elizabeth Warren again, I I did see her at her. Uh, 12,000 people attended rally in St. Paul, which was incredible. She just has to go, let's make America, America again. Yeah, that's the old Langston Hughes line. Yeah. Let America be America again. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, we are so far away from anything recognizable to me. Oh. I mean, and we both lived through, we both lived through, you know, the, the 60s and Nixon and all of that. Right. But, the country was never in that time the country was never unrecognizable right the country right now is unrecognizable to me i don't know who i don't know what you know brain disease we can you know we contracted sometime in the last 40 years but it's, it's really come to fruition the last three or four well the brain disease that's infected it at least since uh 2016 was the man who said on twitter today in my in, infinite wisdom, and of course we're speaking about our president Donald Trump. You saw that tweet. In fact, yes, I, his great, his, his great and unmatched wisdom. Oh my goodness! This is a guy who went. This is a guy who went broke running casinos. <laughs> I'm willing to say. I'm willing to say that his wisdom is unmatched. But I don't know how great it is. <laughs> oh my God! As far as I know, he's the only guy who's ever gone broke running casinos. Oh jeez, I'm telling you. Hey, before we get, uh, we're going to have Charlie Pierce on for the whole show tonight on Checkpoint Charlie. We love having him. And uh, Charlie, I run into so many people on the street that love these uh, interviews with you. So thank you for taking your Good. time today. But we've got to be on the wall of power. Oh, it's so great to. Have have you we got about a minute left before the end of this segment did you ever see springsteen in the early days because he really kind of uh, the first time i ever saw him and all of my friends saw him before i did uh the first time i ever saw him was the darkness tour okay 
1978 in the old Boston Garden, a great old barn with, you know, really horrible acoustics, but a great place to see a show. And uh, I didn't I didn't really like the first album mm-hmm. until I heard him perform those songs. Right. And then I got it. Right. You know, then, then at that point, I understood. And, you know, that was back when he was still doing massive, you know, oldie sets at the end of the show, the Mitch Ryder medley. Right. You always ended with quarter to three. Bobby, uh, you, there you, uh, Gary, Gary, Gary U.S. Bonds, yeah. It's quarter to three. That was always the end of the, of the show. Well, and uh, and then, of course, there was that show in Cambridge where John Landosan said, I saw the future of rock and roll, and its name is Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, the Harvard, the Harvard Square Theater, which is not there anymore. I know. A whole bunch of, when I was at, the, one of the great things when, about starting out in the alternative press when I worked at the Boston Phoenix uh, from 1978 to 1983, they didn't pay us much, but we could get tickets to anything. Right. And I saw some great freaking... Ba- I mean, I saw The Clash. Wow. Know, for nothing. I saw U2, you know, when they really couldn't play. I mean, they were a great band, but they couldn't play their instruments yeah. very well. And they barely had uh, a set together. Yeah, I mean, I saw I saw Zevon play a solo piano concert. I saw Tom Waits play at Sanders Theater in Harvard, which is where... The Harvard Theater does its, its Shakespeare and stuff. Wow. Uh, on the Small Change Tour. Mm-hmm. One of the best shows I've ever seen. Fantastic. And I didn't know any, and I knew nothing about Tom Waits walking <laughs> in there. We've got Charlie Pierce on for the whole show tonight, and uh, you're listening to the Wall of Power Radio Hour. This is your host, Paul Metza. We'll be back after these messages. This is Chad from AM 950. Snap Construction is arguably the most well-reviewed roofing, siding, window, and insulation contractor in the metro. Ryan is so excited about working with AM 950 and our listeners that he wants to help us grow. This is Ryan, owner of Snap Construction. I was friends with Chad long before I started marketing with him. I was a bit skeptical of radio advertising before Chad convinced us to run ads. The advertising's been so successful, we want to help the station grow. We've absolutely loved working with the listeners of AM 950, and we all know how extremely important this radio station is to the community. To help AM950 grow this summer, Snap Construction will be putting up proceeds to assist the station in marketing on social media. Snap Construction encourages you to follow, engage, share, and interact on the AM950 social media platforms. Together, we can all work to ensure AM950 continues to thrive and grow in our communities. We stand by our work with a lifetime craftsmanship guarantee. For a free estimate or more information on our financing, call 612-333-SNAP or check us out on line. The number one source of the Twin Cities Gay Scene is all digital. Follow Twin Cities Gay Scene on Facebook and Twitter. Sign up for the Scene Shot email blast for weekly updates and chances to win great prizes. No app is needed to view the bi-weekly web editions of Scene. It's GLBTQ Media for the mobile generation. Find it all at TwinCitiesGayScene.com. That's TwinCitiesGayScene.com. Atheists Talk is the radio show for free-thinking Minnesotans. Listen on Sunday mornings at 9 o'clock. Every Sunday we bring you science, philosophy, politics, and plain old fun from an atheist point of view. Visit our website at minnesotaatheists.org for more details. Tune in to Atheists Talk Radio Sunday mornings at 9 o'clock on KTNF AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. It's good radio without the good book. 
you're struggling with what to give someone for a holiday, birthday, welcome gift, or to say thank you, try an affordable, easy, and unique gift, a You Betcha box. What are they? Curated Minnesota gift boxes that include delicious Minnesota-made gourmet goodies. And with a name like You Betcha, you know it's local. You Betcha boxes are a real-world example of what we can achieve when we support and nurture one another. Featuring a variety of fun Minnesota-themed options, there is sure to be something for everyone. Every box also includes the Artisan Maker Profiles, your gift recipient will enjoy reading about these amazing award-winning products and the interesting stories of the Minnesotans behind them. You Betcha boxes are perfect for family and friends across the country and make great business gifts that will show your employees, co-workers, and clients your appreciation. Just go to YouBetchaBox.com and browse through the wide variety of local Minnesota-made gift boxes. Shipping is always included in the price. There is sure to be something that will leave a lasting impression. That's YouBetchaBox.com. Welcome back to the Wall of Power Radio Hour. This is your host, Paul Metz, and my guest for the whole show tonight on Checkpoint Charlie, Mr. Charles Pierce, speaking to us from his home out in Massachusetts. So, Charles, uh, did you enjoy the Ken Burns uh, country music? I, I, on PBS? I really did. I didn't know what he was going to do with it. I, You know, there's a lot about, I'm sad to say, there's a lot about country music I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I thought he did a terrific job. Well, what's, For one thing, I had no idea there was so much footage. Yeah. It's incredible. Well, the first really that that uh, the, that very first episode with Jimmy Rogers and that great, really the first MTV video in what 1929 when he's sitting yeah. in front of the uh, uh, that little shack with the lady in the in the rocking chair next to him, which was just phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I mean, I know, I know he's you know he's got brilliant archivists working for him, and he, he's always he always has great taste in what he uses and what he doesn't. But I had absolutely no idea there was that much footage from the thir- from the twenties and thirties. Well, what I loved about that, uh, I think it was Blue Yodel Number Nine. What I loved about that, seeing Jimmy Rogers up close, was what he was really a good guitar player. He had great oh, yeah. rhythm chops, and he was. Yeah, I mean, I, I was. I have actually been to the Jimmy Rogers Museum in Meridian, Mississippi. Oh, tell us about that. A friend of mine went. It's he a, loved it. it, it yeah, it's, it, well, I don't know what it's like now. The one I when I went to it. It was in a, a railroad car. It was in a caboose. Wow. And a, re, a redone caboose. And, you know, it has, it has, you know, a lot of his old records and a lot of his, you know, and a guitar. And the, the guitar with his name on the fretboard and stuff that was all over the... Oh, so but, cool. You know, the, but, I mean, I didn't, you know, I didn't realize, again, until I watched this documentary that his influence went in so many different directions. Well, and... And that so, and that so much influenced him. Yeah, and then that he shows up on the same day as the Carter family uh, for the auditions yeah. with Ralph Pierce. It was it was it's always been a phenomenal story. The other great story I heard about Jimmy Rogers, <clears throat> uh, not unlike a lot of the jazz cats back then, they like to um, they like their left-handed cigarettes. And so when Jimmy was uh, riding around on a train, even before he was a, a popular uh, musician, he used to throw marijuana seeds out the back of the train. And supposedly there's <laughs> miles and miles of railroad tracks with weed growing wild, thanks well, to the great Jimmy Rogers. Like jo- he's like Johnny Appleseed. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Got but, you know, there are, I mean, there's just so much in that. And, and I, I guess you haven't seen the whole thing yet. No, I just saw the first two. Well, I mean, you know, Hank Williams is obviously a giant. Yeah, uh, I didn't realize I didn't realize his his career had gone south so much as it had before he made the comeback with before he made the comeback with Ice Ice White. Yeah, uh, but you know, I didn't know, for example, that Roger Miller was in the search party that found Patsy Cline's airplane. I re- now I didn't see that episode, but I read in about Tennessee. that. He yeah, he was. They all went out looking for it because they knew you know. You know, they, they, you know, whatever the FAA was at the time, mm-hmm. the plane went down and Roger Miller was the guy who found the plane. Wow. I didn't realize he actually found the plane. I knew he was on the search party from just uh, what I've gleaned from. Very uh, underrated American songwriter, by the way. And a, and a really funny guy. There's two great uh, Roger Miller stories uh, that, that I've read over the years. Uh, one is... Um, Ronnie Millsap, of course, is blind, was at a recording studio, and uh, Roger Miller walked into one of his recording sessions and put his hands over uh, Ronnie's ears and said, guess who? (laughs) 
<laughs> and then the other great one, and God, we would all dream about doing this back in uh, uh, Willie's Wild and uh, Rowdy Days. They were driving around on Willie's bus somewhere and uh, the sun was coming up over the West Texas Plains and it was beautiful and and Roger looked at uh, Willie Nelson and said man imagine what God could do if he had some money <laughs> <laughs> well the other the other thing that I re that I really loved about the series was how he found great talking heads mm -hmm. I mean I mean Marty Stewart who knew oh I mean, yeah he was really, really good, and I want to. I want to sound like Merle Haggard when I'm 78. Oh my God, Merle what is what a voice! Oh my goodness! Yeah, there was a great guy. I think it was 15 years ago. There's a great. It's about a 15-page uh, article in the New Yorker, an interview with um, uh, Merle Haggard. He was doing a gig somewhere in New York City. <laughs> I remember it's a it's just phenomenal. It's a phenomenal article, and uh, the interviewer walks in, and Merle is in the back uh, of the bus wearing a hat, a shirt, his cowboy boots, smoking a joint, and no pants. <laughs> <laughs> that's how the interview starts. You got to track that one down. Oh, that's terrific! Yeah. You know the great thing about uh, the Ken Burns. Uh, series on PBS uh, about the history of country music is, you know, I'm I'm on Facebook and Twitter, so you have all the rock critics going, well, they didn't mention this guy and they didn't mention that guy. I said, but for the majority of Americans, this was just jumping into the deep end of the pool into the history of country music, and it's really spurred record sales of a lot of those of, of a lot of those artists, both on you know yeah, iTunes and Apple and whatever. I was thinking about I, I, I was thinking about how you know I hope that you know there's that that one great uh, bit of footage which you haven't seen because you haven't seen it uh, from Guy Clark's kitchen in the, in Nashville yeah with Towns Van Zandt and a very very young Steve Earle right sitting around the table yeah and I thought God I hope this guy I hope this sells some records for these guys yeah well there's you know, a... I don't know if people know about Guy Clark I think enough people know about Towns Van Zandt I but. Had... I had uh, Tamara Saviano, who uh, wrote the book uh, "Without Getting Killed or Caught" about Guy Clark. She's right. just finishing right. up. She wrote the bio. Yeah. yeah, and she's just finishing up a uh, a great uh, documentary that, that she, she posts little clips of, which is also going to be called uh, "Without Getting Killed or Caught." Um, yeah. But yeah, you just uh, you know, I think I told you I, I sat in a hotel room with Guy Clark and Towns Van Zant and Spider John Kerner one night. Did I tell you? That must have been that must have been epic. I was doing. Uh, I'll try to tell this story. <laughs> oh, beyond epic, it was mystical. <laughs> I was doing a gig on the West Bank in Minneapolis. I had a gig at this place called the Five Corners every Tuesday night for seven, for five or six years, and I was playing one night. And I had met both Guy and Towns, and they had a gig in Minneapolis the following night. They got in a little early, and they stumbled in, and they were on a, a just a drunken terror just having a good time though and yeah. they, and so I, I said what are you guys doing here I was on a break this we're looking for spider John Kerner and I said he's happens to be bartending across the street tonight <laughs> at Palmer's so I got done with my gig I went over there we ended up the four of us at the Radisson Hotel in downtown Minneapolis uh, I had managed to get a bottle of uh, whiskey out of the club I was playing at and a few other party favors and we sat around until uh, the sun started to come up with a guitar pull. So Guy would play when Towns would play when Spider John would play when I'd get the guitar I handed back to Guy. You know, <laughs> I, I was just like, I played every third one. It was an amazing night. We've got Charlie Pierce on the wall of Power Radio Hour. We're actually going to get into some politics here in just a little bit after this song and these messages. Just 
rolling cigarettes Holding back and choking back the shakes with every breath Marijuana legalization might not mean a lot to you professionally, but it may to your clients and employees, bankers and investors, property owners and landlords. Minnesota Lawyer has got your back with the CanCon Business Symposium on Wednesday, November 6th at the Depot, Minneapolis. Denver-based researcher the Marijuana Policy Group will present data on the economic impact legislation has had in Colorado and how that might translate to Minnesota. You'll hear from professionals in other states that legalized marijuana about what's at stake for you. Human resources professionals can learn about the effects on employees and how the hiring process could change. Attorneys will learn how to protect their clients. Commercial real estate brokers and agents will hear about investment opportunities from an expert panel. Speakers include Minneapolis Mayor Jacob Fry, Speaker of the House Ryan Winkler, and Senators Melissa Franzen, Jeff Hayden, and Scott Jensen, as well as several Minnesota business leaders. Learn strategies that work at the CanCon Business Symposium on Wednesday, November 6th at the Depot, Minneapolis. Register now at CanConMN.com. The Downtowner Woodfire Grill in St. Paul is the perfect choice for breakfast, lunch, and dinner seven days a week. Offering daily fresh seafood specials, fire-roasted meats, exquisite pizza, and half-price bottles of wine on Mondays and Tuesdays, except on Excel Energy event nights. Once you experience their cozy fireside dining, extensive wine list and bar, you'll be back for more. Gift certificates and private dining room for parties available. Located at 253 West 7th Street with plenty of free parking or online at downtownerwoodfire.com. This is a cow. A cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair. But cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. And now Vistaprint is introducing free shipping on all business cards in any quantity. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company. Or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. For a limited time only, get free shipping on all business cards in any quantity with promo code 4499. That's promo code 4499 at Vistaprint.com. Vistaprint. Own the now. Hi, I'm Peter Solak. And I'm Adam Ostrowski. We are here at Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces to talk about outdoor fires. Sitting around a fire is the oldest, most basic form of human activity. What's new is in the way fire is burned. We can show you how to burn cleaner with a lot less smoke. The radiant heat and light from an open fire is unmatched. It kindles our spirits and connects us to the outdoors. And now it's easier to experience and enjoy. Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces sells and installs wood and gas burning fire pits and fireplaces. Let us help you experience an outdoor fire without all the smoke. Come see the many ways you can enjoy a fire outdoors. Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces has over 35 working wood and gas units on display at the corner of East Franklin and Riverside Avenue in Minneapolis. More information at woodlandstoves.com. Find the fire that works for you. Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces, out of the ordinary products and services since 1977. With your M950 weather, I'm Sam Turnberg. Tonight there's a chance of rain with a low around 34. Tomorrow's going to be cloudy with a high near 40. Monday, partly sunny with a high near 46. Tuesday, mostly cloudy with a high near 45. And Wednesday, mostly cloudy with a high near 46. AM950 is hosting a debate watching party on Tuesday, October 15th at Burger Moe's in St. Paul. Come watch with like-minded progressives as the Democratic presidential candidates debate all the important issues and figure out how to beat Trump. That's at Burger Moe's on 242 West 7th Street in St. Paul. Welcome back to the Wall of Power Radio Hour. This is your host, Paul Metzett. And uh, my guest for the whole show tonight, uh, Charlie Pierce, from out there in Massachusetts, great liberal blogger, huge music fan, and just all-around cool, progressive cat. Charlie, we were talking uh, on the break. You just got a great new book uh, about the history of the Armadillo World Headquarters. Tell us about that. Yeah, it's it's sort of an oral history from Eddie Wilson, the guy who founded and ran the armadillo uh in austin for all those years uh and it's really really very interesting because everybody played that place yeah i mean talking heads played that far right (laughs) it was uh, it was really remarkable they said they were just the idea was to go have fun playing music and that was it there's a great tape that i actually have a a copy of i should uh copy it and send it to you and it was the night uh, the Grateful Dead were in town so it was Jerry Garcia Doug Somm Doug Kershaw uh, Austin in 71 or 72 at his finest just a jam session at the Armadillo yeah well, Doug had, Kershaw there's a name from the past I hadn't for, I'd forgotten about he's, him he's still around Doug Somm was, was apparently there every night yeah 
Well, Doug was really, uh, uh, you know, Doug came down while well, he lived down there and then eventually uh, uh, coaxed Willie Nelson into coming down and then it became Austin as, as at least we used to know it. Uh, I've talked to several of my Austin musician friends and that town is changing too. You know, there's a lot of, I mean, there was a lot of tech money came in there. Yeah. And that, you know, that blew up the housing market and that's, that's where, excuse me, that's where Keep Austin Weird came from. Yeah. Well, there was, <laughs> there was a, um, I'm not going to, I don't know if the Michael, what's his name? There's also a great documentary out now and this touches on, touches on, you know, sort of alternative Austin uh, called Raise Hell. It's a documentary about Molly Ivins. Oh. It's out in the theaters now. It's really, really good. I've been reading about that. You know, Molly was, uh, she spent some time uh, at uh, the Minneapolis Star back in the yeah. day before she got yeah. down to uh, Minneapolis. And I wrote a song, a Christmas song called Christmas at Molly's about Molly's bar in Superior, Wisconsin, this great uh, gypsy lady that ran it for 50 some years. So I got a copy to Molly Ivins and uh, I got a nice postcard back. It's somewhere in my archives. Uh, said thank you very much Merry Christmas Molly but um, I was just the other day somebody uh, put on Twitter the speech that Barbara Jordan gave at the, uh, at the Nixon Judiciary yeah yeah and so I was thinking about what what it would be like right now if we had Molly Ivins Barbara Jordan and Richards with us well if we had real Texans back in politics yeah I, I, extraordinary I I I am sorry we lost all of them. Yeah, uh, you know, and we we lost. Obviously, we lost. We you know we lost Molly Ivins at the worst possible time. Yeah, did you ever get a chance uh, to meet Molly Charles? No, but but it's it, it's very interesting. I never met her personally. I met we corresponded a little. Uh, my editor at the Boston Phoenix way back when was a guy named John Ferguson. Okay, uh, who was from Hondo, Texas, mm -hmm. and a brilliant just. Just a, a polymath. I mean, knew everything about everything. He's a great editor, and he started at the Texas Observer with Molly and Kay Northcott. Huh. So I heard all about her. I mean, every every story he had began one day. One day, Ivan's in Northcott, and then he would, would go off. So <laughs> I wrote her, and, and John, you know, I'm sad to say, took his own life about ten years oh. ago. And, May rest uh, in peace. Yes, indeed. And I was one of the people who spoke at his funeral and Molly's assistant, I think her name was Betsy Moon. Okay. Actually, now that I think about it, Molly was pretty sick at that point. And she asked us to send her copies of all the stuff, all the, all the eulogies oh, nice. from, John's, from John's memorial service. Yeah. So that's really the only contact I ever had with her. We were never at the same event. Uh, there's a, a part of the trailer for the movie you're talking about. It said when she um, she won both, uh, there was some poll, uh, I don't know if it was the Austin Statesman or whatever, and she was that year nominated as both the best and the and had uh, equal amount of votes, more or less, for both the best journalist and the worst journalist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in Texas. God yeah. bless her. Well, let's take a hard right turn, and I do mean a hard right turn. So I read... Uh, uh, for those of you out there in the Wall of Power Radio Hour land, you've got to, if you're on Twitter, you got to uh, follow Charles Pierce. He writes for Esquire.com. And you pretty much said this morning about uh, Donald Trump and the whole uh, abandoning the Kurds. Get the time to get the net. Yeah, I, I, this is an extraordinary moment. And, I mean, this is, this is now traditional with American president. We mm -hmm. hang the Kurds out to dry. Right. I mean, Democrats, Republicans... We all, at some point, at some point, every American president screws the Kurds. Right. Why they still listen to us, I have no idea. Right. But now this is really, really bad because this is the president doing the bidding of an awful guy in Turkey and a worse guy in Moscow. Yeah. But this, he's... This, does, this, this move does not advantage anybody except those two guys. And you, Maybe the Iranians. Yeah, well, now, correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't there a a point in in uh, our American political history where before you made a move like this, you actually had to consult with your national security advisor, your generals, et cetera, et cetera, rather than at, at midnight after 14 hours of watching Fox News, you tweet out, hey, by the way, we're going to take uh, our forces out of uh, northern Syria. 
Well, it's cons- it, 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 it was considered good form for presidents to consult with the people who actually know what they're talking about. Yeah, for starters. And especially this president who doesn't know anything about anything. But apparently we, that's not what we do anymore. Hmm. So, so, I mean, it's also putting us in a, what you know, and, and leaving aside the manifest danger and incompetence of the current president, we're relying on the intelligence community to keep an elected president from killing the country. Right. That turns everything on its head. That's a dangerous thing. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, in its own way, if you take Donald Trump out of the equation, the idea that, that a, a you know, the, the intelligence community can monkey with an elected president and his agenda, that's something we really have to be careful with. Right. Uh, so, I mean, I'm a little unnerved that that's what we're doing. I'm very unnerved that we have to do it that way because, you know, everybody else is, is either compromised or, or, or cowardly. Well, and then you have uh, Senator Ron Johnson from our, uh, our our state of Wisconsin right next door to us. And I hate to admit, I just saw somebody posted he was actually born in Minnesota. But he comes out and says that, uh, no, he doesn't trust the CIA. Yeah, and before and before that, he gives away everything. Yeah. I mean, yeah, of course, I, of course he did it. I, I argued with him about it. Now, uh. if he'd gone on five more minutes... Trump would have been in Leavenworth. <laughs> but then, of course, he got, you know, then, of course, he, he reeled himself back and went back into, you know, some fantasy that, that, that they all learned from Breitbart. Well, but uh, I, I think the idea that that the voters in Wisconsin had a chance to vote for Russ Feingold twice and voted for this guy. Right. Is, I mean, Bob LaFollett must be spinning in his grave. What is Russ Feingold doing these days? I have no idea. He was doing... Uh, uh, Anti-voter suppression work. I don't know what he's doing now. Hmm. I haven't heard his name in a while. He was, but he, a, was he was on he was on ballot security and stuff. Yeah. After he lost the last time, because you know, pretty plainly, uh, you know, the new voter re- restrictions in Wisconsin, you know, damaged him and damaged the the attempt to get rid of Walker. Right. Well, you know, there's so much talk about this. Uh, uh, mystical deep state and I'm going no you know what's running this country right now the shallow state you know <laughs> you know what I mean it's just like yeah. it, 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 it amazes me uh, uh, the lack of intellectual honesty or just the lack of intellect that these people whether it's Rubio or Lindsey Graham or Ron Johnson uh, hold forth with 336 million of us hanging on by our fingernails. Well, I mean, uh, you know, at this point with Graham and lesser extent with Rubio, if you want to tell me they're actually being blackmailed by the Russians, I'll believe you. Right. Because I don't have a better explanation. Right. I mean, I just don't. I mean, these are guys, you know, what Lindsey Graham said in 2016, if we, if we nominate Donald Trump, we'll be destroyed. Right. I mean, it's on the record. It's right there. Right. Uh, you know, and... The I mean, the guy who I mean, a, a lot of people seem to be hanging their hopes on, and I can tell you from firsthand experience, it's a futile gesture. Is Mitt Romney? Yeah, he's not going to do it. Okay, I watched the guy as governor here. Right. Okay. He. I mean, and the thing is, he's the guy who could. Right. He's got more money than God. Mm-hmm. He's got a. He can. He, he's going to be in that Senate seat until like three years after he's dead. Right. There's nothing the Trump people can do to him. But do, can you... Nothing. Re- I mean, there's right. no leverage they have on him. I mean, what are they going to do? Go, you know, run some crazy man in Utah against, you know, Mitt Romney and his, you know, 250 million friends? I don't think so. You know, but Romney... I mean, the guy could, the guy could buy it. The guy could buy... That's, Mitt Romney could buy and sell Donald Trump three times over. Right. Well, you know, <clears throat> but Romney... But he's not. He's never going to go that far on the limb. But Romney... It, it isn't in him to do it. But Romney doesn't have enough money to, to board his dog, but would rather tie the Irish senator to the top of the station wagon on the family trip? <laughs> no, I mean, he just, I mean, I mean, he'll go so far. He gave that long speech during the primaries in, in 2016. Everybody gave him credit for it, and then he tried to be Secretary of State. Right. And now he's out there again talking about, you know, serious problems, but not doing anything. Right. Like Susan if Collins. If he came out today, if he came out today, and said, based on what I know now, I would have to vote to convict in the Senate. Mm-hmm. He would bring at least 10 
Republicans along behind him. Like, I don't think there are 30, like Jeff Flake says, right. but there are 10. And that would scare the hell out of the White House. Do you think Bill Weld is going to have any uh, effect if he runs, if he primaries against no. Trump? I mean I, I mean, I don't think so. I mean, he's got, he hasn't got much money. He's a little, I mean, he's more, I mean, I love the guy, but he's more than a little goofy. Yeah. Uh, he does, I mean, he does not project seriousness. Mm-hmm. But who knows? I mean, I mean, in New Hampshire, he could ding him up a little, I think, maybe. Depending yeah. on, you know, what else is, excuse me, what else is going on? I mean, who knows at this point? I mean, we might find out, you know, that, that, that you know, Trump has sold Yosemite to <laughs> Russia. Who I knows? think he I did, hasn't he? I mean, he's, you know, that, that he's just decimating all of our public lands for... You're having, a, you're having the world's worst fight over that mine in northern Minnesota. Oh, my God, yeah, and that's right. They're, trying to, they're, they're trying to save the... Uh, the boundary waters by destroying this massive river shed. Yeah, no. And you know, the thing is, there's water shortages in 75% of the world between Lake Superior and northern Minnesota. We sit on 25% of the world's fresh water and that would we even consider to put in uh, uh, these uh, cop- copper and sulfide mines to endanger that blows my mind. But Charlie, let's, uh, uh, I need to calm down here on the break and we'll be back one more segment with the great Charlie Pierce on the Wall of Power Radio Hour. The water is wide I can cross over Neither have I wings to fly Build me a boat That can carry two And both shall roll My love and I There is a ship And she sails the sea The number one source of the Twin Cities Gay Scene is all digital. Follow Twin Cities Gay Scene on Facebook and Twitter. Sign up for the Scene Shot email blast for weekly updates and chances to win great prizes. No app is needed to view the bi-weekly web editions of Scene. It's GLBTQ Media for the mobile generation. Find it all at TwinCitiesGayScene.com. That's TwinCitiesGayScene.com. Are you interested in exploring what mindfulness is and how to start practicing it? Are you looking for ways to address stress, daily anxiety, or wanting to be more present, less reactive, and more open in your life? Here's your chance to learn what mindfulness is and isn't. The Center for Spirituality and Healing is offering a community course titled Intro to Mindfulness. The class meets one night a week for four weeks and is great for beginners. Space is limited. Register now at csh.umn.edu. Not only does Rudy Luther Toyota have a great selection of new vehicles, but Rudy Luther is also one of the largest volume Toyota certified used vehicle dealers in the country. Currently, they have almost 300 certified used vehicles in stock, and many of them qualify for financing as low as 1.9%. They have better prices than many non-certified dealers, offer the seven-year, 100,000-mile warranty, and their vehicles go through a comprehensive inspection and reconditioning process. See you for yourself at Rudy Luther Toyota, the southeast corner of 394 and 169 in Golden Valley. Now's the time to find your color, your paint, and everything to get started at the Home Depot. Transforming your home is easier than ever with the best savings online and in-store. Right now, you can find everything for your next project and get our best paint at an even better price. Save $5 on one gallon and $20 on five-gallon buckets of Bear Marquee Interior. Rated number one by J.D. Power for customer satisfaction. For a limited time only at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Valid through October 14th. Limit 25 gallons per customer. See store for details. 
Hi, it's Tom Hartman. You know, Continental Diamond is special for a lot of reasons. The owners are Jimmy and Helene Pessis, a husband and wife team who had a dream to open their own store more than 30 years ago. They built a business that is the gold standard. The readers of Minnesota Bride Magazine have named Continental Diamond the best jeweler for the last seven years. Why? Amazing, friendly, no-pressure customer service, a selection of fine diamonds and designed jewelry unlike anywhere else, and the fresh-baked chocolate chip cookies are pretty great, too. Continental Diamond in St. Louis Park and at ContinentalDiamond.com. Most of us try to be careful about how we eat and the safety of our food. At Total Dog Company, we believe in giving our dogs nutritious, safe food, too. We offer a variety of kibble, canned and frozen and dehydrated raw foods. We study ingredient lists of every food we sell. and We don't sell products that are primarily vegetable protein or that contain generic proteins, byproducts, fillers, or artificial preservatives. Find us in New Hope off of 169 at 9432 36th Avenue North and at TotalDogCompany.com. Welcome back to the last set of the Wall of Power Radio Hour. This is your host, Paul Metza. And my guest, Mr. Charles Pierce, making his fifth or sixth appearance in uh, in an, uh, our time with him, we call Checkpoint Charlie. Charlie, is there any good news out there? Yeah, I think that, you know, I, 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 honestly, I, mean, I honestly believe that it is possible that you might see this. I mean, and I don't know why this isn't, isn't, you know, broached about more often. I you could see a historic landslide sweeping this guy out of office. Yeah, I mean, it's only seventy-seven thousand. Oh, what, what was it? Seventy-seven thousand votes to put him in there, right? And he I, he cannot draw that in. I mean, unless they just steal it, he can't draw that inside straight again. Yeah, well, I just he can't. He, he can't go Michigan, Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Ohio again. He's up. I just don't think it's possible. He's down. I was just reading yesterday. He's down like by 10 versus any of the Democratic candidates in Wisconsin. Yeah. Wisconsin is gone. Um, You know, Walker's out of there. uh, You know, the, 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 you know, the dairy farmers are dying because of the trade war. Uh, You know, and I, you know, I think I think Wisconsin's gone. I think Wisconsin's a de- you can paint Wisconsin blue right now. Right. Well, uh, go ahead. And I don't think you know people are not going. I don't think Democrats are not going to go there again. You know what really you know? peed me off last week? So Sonny Perdue, uh, the Secretary of Agriculture, comes in to talk to uh, several hundred Wisconsin farmers who's not only the bankruptcies are going up, but that what really broke my heart, the suicides are going yeah. up, right? And he comes in and says, well, essentially, corporate farms are the farms of the future. Yeah, the little, little farms go under. I saw that. I couldn't believe I, I it. Actually, I actually blogged about it. Uh, you, know, you know, a half a point for to Sonny for being honest, but... right. I mean, he just, you know, he, you know, what was it? What the hell was the name of the, of the Dylan song about the farmer who killed himself? Yes. The Ballad of Hollis Brown. There's seven people dead on a South Dakota farm. Completely harrowing song. And that was what? 19, that was the mid 1960s. Yeah. You got suicides in rural America going. I've read a, a terrific book. In fact, um, I got an early copy of it. A friend of mine, Jane Fleming club for that, the, uh, State chairman in Nebraska, state Democratic chairman in Nebraska, mm-hmm. the woman who put together the coalition that's been fighting the Keystone Pipeline right. all these years. She's a really good pal of mine, and she's got a book about how Democrats can attract and create rural coalitions <laughs> called Harvest the Vote. Okay, and it's not very long. I mean, people people could you could read it in an afternoon, and it's really good. And it was funny because we were talking earlier about the the Ken Burns documentary, and she pointed out to me, made a point before I started watching it to watch. Willie Nelson, because he's wearing a pipeline fighter hat. Yeah. <laughs> in all his interviews. Yeah. And they just uh, recently did uh, Farm Aid down in Troy, Wisconsin at uh, Alpine Valley. I saw that, yeah. Yeah, I guess they had 36,000 people there. God. You played at the first one, did you not? I, no, I played at the fifth one, 1992, fifth one. Uh, and at uh, Texas Stadium, five miles from Dealey Plaza, where I debuted. First time I played a public, <laughs> publicly my song, Jack Ruby. And I made, really? it, I made it out alive. See, we're going to end. <laughs> uh, we got Charlie Pearson. we got to be 
be talking to you more often because there's so much going on. You're like well, it's piling up. Let me know, Charlie. You're like my my morphine drip to my fragile psyche. <laughs> it's nice to talk to a fellow progressive who's smarter, knows a little bit more than I do. But uh, I always come away from our conversations, Charlie, but feeling uh, more positive than sometimes I go in. I gotta. I'm gonna take a left turn here and tell you about a really fun interview I did on my television show for my television show Wall of Power TV last night. There was a lady named Marilyn May. She's originally from Kansas. She's 92 she's years actress. old. She is a singer. She's a kind of a classic jazz cabaret she singer. She used to be on TV a lot. She might have been. Um, I yeah. didn't know that much about her, but she's she was on Johnny Carson 76 times. And uh, like wow. I, like I was I, I said that, I said that I, I said I think that's more than Ed McMahon was on. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, she told a great story. She she was discovered by Steve Allen, and uh, she used to go on these tours with Steve Allen. Now, if you can imagine, if there was Facebook Live back in the '60s, <laughs> here was here was who was in the car: Steve Allen, Marilyn May, Bill Dana. Uh, Shecky Green and Louie Nye. Whoa. <laughs> Can you imagine those conversations? That's like that's like a, a lineup on that old Hollywood Palace TV show. <laughs> and she, told, she said Shecky in his early 90s, uh, retired, of yeah. course, still living in Las Vegas, doing really well, and uh, shows up at her gigs when uh, when she's in town. Uh, it's just a lovely, lovely gal. But it was it was so nice to see. Uh, she was such a sh artist, and like all great art, Charlie was like 75 minutes later, Time time had disappeared. I had no idea where it was. It was yeah. I needed it in these times. Charlie, we got about forty five seconds left. What are you listening to? What we should be listening to? What we should we should be well, reading? Well, I mean, Ken Ken, you know Ken Burns is, is turned. You know, is, you know, I'm, I'm catching up on a lot of people. Great. Catching up on you know, I'm catching up on my Carter family. Catching up, catching up on my on on my Lefty Frizzell. Catching up on my Merle Haggard. Yeah. Well, Charlie, so that's basically what I've been listening to, and I've been, you know, just I've just been reading the news, man. I got to keep up and do my work that way. I hear you, Charles Pierce. Thanks for your time, and uh, like the Carter brother, uh, Carter family, saying, "Keep on the sunny side." We're always on the sunny side. <laughs> thanks, Charlie. I'll talk to you soon, man. Thank you, Paul. Thanks for listening to the Wall and Power Radio Hour. The show is produced by Paul Metz, engineered by Brett Johnson. We'd like to thank our guest, Charles Pierce. Follow him on Twitter and at Esquire.com. I've got some shows coming up. I'm celebrating my 40th anniversary from my first gig in town. The big show is December 23rd at the Parkway Theater. October 17th with Willie Walker, our 8th anniversary at Shaw's Bar from 5 to 7.30. And my birthday, you're all invited. No cover the hideaway bar next to the Astor Cafe, right on the Miss. Mississippi River with my buddy Tim O'Keefe. That's it on Keefe, 45 years later. And remember, like my dad used to tell me, remember to be kind and make someone happy.